And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's In the Green Room. Green is in, but what does that really mean for you? Join the gang for a fun and energetic half-glass, half-full perspective to what and how sustainability is the lifestyle for the future. It can really affect everything you do, from your health, wallet, environment, money, even your morals. So our goal, to help save the planet one show at a time. Now, welcome to the Green Room. Good morning. Welcome to In the Green Room. I'm Kinga. I'm Quita. And I'm Brian. Good morning. And we are your hosts of In the Green Room. You know our motto, guys. <laughs> We're saving the planet one, one show, show at a time. time. Isn't it evening? It is. It's I evening. Guess it is evening. Good morning. It is. Brian it is, morning is in a somewhere. whole nother place. <laughs> no, I, oh, I uh, actually said uh, evening because. Did I did I say morning? Okay, no, well, either way, matter? guys, we're glad you're here. Morning, evening, night, midnight. You can listen really at any time, even if you're not live. So let's talk about what what. Well, you guys, we we talked about our motto. Let's say it one more time. I think we were we were hearing clapping. So the motto we want to make sure everybody knows it: saving the planet, planet one show at a time. time. Woo! Okay, Woo! so let's talk about what that really means because a lot of people think that's just about green and environment and that's definitely a part of it but saving the planet it's more about its people right kinga wouldn't you say it's mother nature it's about making the world a better place it's about making a difference and doing the right thing for i think wait question something's happening with my sound it's going on because you keep pulling that thing (laughs) is it it now okay it is oh poor king okay sorry i'm sorry I thought it was Craig messing with my sound, but it's not. <laughs> Craig is our Craig, producer, Craig, so you know, and um, he does give us a hard time quite often, would you say? <laughs> yes, he does. He's like always well, teasing me. Let's get off the dirt road. <laughs> Kinga, what, what is what is in the green room about? Yeah, uh, we are about saving the world. We're about saving children. We're about anybody that can afford to help others and charities. We're trying to encourage them to do that. And we're all about recycling and gardening and healthy living and Quita, Brian, what else? Well, yeah, I think one of our guests, uh, Mr. Jeff Moore, who's executive director of Alice Cooper's Solid Rock organization, it's much about community. And I think that's a great word in terms of sustainability, community, giving back. It all ties in together. So we're excited to have Jeff on. Jeff, can you say hello? We're so excited you're here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, since we're, we're back on you, Jeff, I mean, pretty much we just explained that's a sneak peek of what you guys can expect from in the green room. So Jeff Moore is one of our guests that we are excited to have on the show. So he already said hi. Yay. We're clapping for Jeff. <laughs> Yay, Jeff. Yay, Jeff. Thank you so much for being here. Now, I say most of us are pretty familiar with Alice Cooper, who Jeff works with. He's considered by many the godfather of shock rock. But tonight we're learning more about Mr. Jeff Moore. It's all about you. So he's just one of our guests, right? Brian, you want to talk about our other guest who's going to be calling. Well, well really quickly, I want to go yes. back to Jeff Moore because I'm so grateful that he's here because he runs that whole teen center himself. He's the director. And uh, they put on concerts. They have uh, these teens learning instruments. They provide the instruments. Uh, I've been to some of the concerts. It is just state of the art. Jeff, we'll, we'll talk about that later. And it's funny. Quita and I were talking about teenagers. And Ooh. I remember when I was a teenager and um, rarely wore a seatbelt or did anything like that. But it, I, what's great about your organization is they kids are at a vulnerable age. 
when they're teens. Oh, my goodness. And they give them something to aspire to, mm-hmm. uh, work together, be teams, and it's, it's community. And it's really exciting to, uh, to have visited the teen center and see how they're expanding to the arts center and what they're doing for, for people in a vulnerable age where they need a helping hand in direction. Oh, yeah. We are so excited to kind of get your take on all these teens you are around, because like Brian said, we were talking earlier and I happen to have a teenager and whoa is all I can say about that. But we were talking that this generation, they are different than we were. They're not like we were growing up. They're not like our parents even. They, it is just different. The whole mentality is different. I was telling Brian in my job, I do a lot of interviews for interns And a lot of these kids come to us like we are lucky to have them, not vice versa, where they're lucky to have a job. You know, the whole mentality. So that's exciting. I'm excited for us to talk about that. Kinga? Uh, Well, we're also excited. We have on standby Michael Kane. He is a film producer. He started the Dallas Film Fest, and he's also uh, the, the president and founder of Earth Day International Film and Media, uh, Trammell Crow. Tremel Escrow uh, has the biggest Earth Day Texas in the world that is the biggest sustainable event in the world. And uh, so we're really excited to have him. He'll be calling in from Dallas. And uh, Earth Day Texas is April 22nd. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Come party actually, with show will be there. It's actually April, April. It's a three day event. It's the 20th through the 22nd. Okay. And when she says biggest, we're talking about 65,000 people. Wow. wow. Well, so Craig will have to be here in the show, and then we'll have to call him, and he'll be running the show <laughs> you know from Earth Day, Texas. And hey, we can't let the night go by without a little bit of dancing. We do like to dance on In the Green Room. Thermal Blues Express is going to be performing live. They're known for their Shake Your Booty Blues. I'm excited to hear a story behind that. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, guys, you know the drill. We want to make sure you guys know how to interact with us. We don't want you to miss out on all of this booty shaking, right? So we're live on Facebook right now. Head on over as you're listening. That page is in the green room dot green. So if you want to watch us live, head on over to Facebook. Well, and also if you go to www.inthegreenroom.green, you can listen to our live show. You can't see us. Uh, the other thing that we're doing is we've just started putting our uh, shows on YouTube. So yeah. um, you cannot get rid of us. No, nope. we're, we're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> we're omnipresent. We're ubiquitous. <laughs> so uh, YouTube, guys, all you got to do is look for In the Green Room with Kinga, Brian, and Quita, and there we are. Well, I thought, it, okay, I'm confused. I was told, okay, Brian always tells me www.inthegreenroom.green. Is it that or not? <laughs> no. That is our website. So, guys, remember we were talking about teens and generation. We're in the generation where we don't get technology as much, of, as, much as this younger. So Kinga is it proving that right now. That's all of us. It's not a Kinga thing. It's a our generation <laughs> thing. Well, but, yes, our website, we, you can do the www, but you don't normally really have to say that. So we're going to act like we're hip. It's in the green room dot green. And for YouTube, if you go to YouTube, go in the search bar and just type in in the green room with either Kinga, Brian or Quita, all of our names will pull it up for you. Okay, but 
earlier people were having trouble with that, but now it's it's fixed. It's fine, guys. Okay. Just go to the website like you would any other. Okay. And then also, if you guys want to give us a call, that number is four eight zero four two one zero six four zero, and that way you can talk with any of us and any of our guests. So, Kingo, we're going to get back to our first guest, who's been so patient, Mr. Jeff Moore. Mr. Jeff Moore, now can you tell us? Can you tell us all about your organization and what you do for these teens? Sure. We're a nonprofit organization that was started by Alice Cooper, his wife Cheryl, and another couple, Chuck and Lisa Saval, in, uh, for the purpose of reaching out to teens. And we say at-risk teens, but we don't mean at-risk because they're going to be in prison or anything else. We mean they're at-risk because they're teenagers. They have uh, peer pressures, body image issues, they have bullying, all these different things that put them at a disadvantage. And it's isn't new to teenagers. All teenagers have been like that. They grunt. They, they speak in very short sentences. Uh, as parents, we all know, they're, they're difficult uh, to, to deal with. At, so at, that cut it off at 18? Or? We, we actually cut it off at 20. We include 20 because 20 is that weird age where what are you? you know, you're not a teenager. Mm-hmm. You're not 21. You're just sort of in limbo. So we actually... Mm-hmm. Uh, go 12 to 20, uh, because a lot of 12-year-olds are in middle school. And so we try to reach them. Alice wanted to give back to the community, and, and he thought, who best to give back to than the people I've made all my money off of, which was teenagers. Chuck was a youth pastor at the time. He had stepped down as a youth pastor, and he had noticed that the forgotten group was teens. The Boys and Girls Club, YMCA's, the various groups like that were doing a fantastic job with young people. But as kids became in their teens, they didn't want to be next to someone with a coloring book and a milk carton. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Of course not. I can totally understand that because my 14-year-old, which he's just entering the teen stage, but whenever I look at camps or anything like that when they're off, his first thing is, is I don't want to go to camp. I don't want to be with those little kids, you know, the 13-year-olds. Absolutely. <laughs> they're too cool. Yeah. And, and the, but there was no place for them to go. There's no place to go that was safe, that would kind of get you into a place that, um, that you could be cool in your own way and be different. And so, you know, the Boys and Girls Club at the time uh, were, was trying to set up some teen rooms. So they would take a vacant room and put up a flat screen TV and a pool table and say, here's our teen room. Well, you're still next to a bunch of little kids. And so it wasn't working so well. So we decided we wanted to try to build a community center to allow kids to have the safety that they needed to be able to express themselves the way they wanted and uh, just so that we could be hands-on with them. And the, the facility is beautiful. How many square feet is that? We have 28,000 square feet right now. Whoa. So. It's, it's well, gigantic. They have recording studios. They have the best instruments that you could possibly find. I mean, when a child picks up an instrument, yeah. it's the best you can find, and that gives that teen a sense of value and inspiration to to come back the next day and improve their talents Absolutely. and alice cooper isn't he hands-on with the kids he is he's or, or teens. when he's here he he tours a lot so you know uh he's you would think at the this point in his career he would be uh sitting back on a beach uh, drinking pina coladas or something and just enjoying life but he is actually still touring a hundred cities a year a uh, hundred cities a year wow cities That's a year wow so he and then then he not How only is, is doing he? that. 
He is 68 years old. Did he want Incredible. you to tell us that? No. He, he, he may not have. <laughs> but Good he, point, he doesn't care. He doesn't act like he doesn't act like that. He acts like a kid. He he golfs every day. He he um, he just started with another band. So now he has two bands, which is making him twice as busy because he started with Johnny Depp, Joe Perry, Johnny Depp, and uh, so the Hollywood Vampires. And this is a tribute band to all their drinking buddies that died at twenty-seven. And so they really? sing a lot of the the songs that. From the Doors and the uh, Kinks and all of their best, their favorite bands, The Who and all these. King sorry, is very so popular. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Well, and, and Alice But our Cooper, show likes mistakes. Alice okay, Cooper ahead. kind of integrated that, that theatrical part yeah. of music. Oh, totally. You know, and it, it, now it's so, you know, people that are creative and energetic that you you grasp on to watching the talent and what they do. Can you just say a quick thing about that? Um, <laughs> Brian, put you on the spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> repeat the last part of that again. So he's he's theatrical. Right. And when we whether whether it's schools out for summer, right. The song and how he performed and what he did, how it was in it. When you go see a singer, you know, you watch the performance. He was theatrical. Right. Whether it was. With Kiss and what they did right. with their makeup. The big makeup. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like just watching him throughout the process and how music has become part of art. Right. It's just, it's all a, a theatrical performance. He, one of his very best friends was Groucho Marx. So he, he and Groucho, Groucho used to call him up when he couldn't sleep and just say, hey, Alice, come on over. And they would sit and watch movies and, you know, horror movies and, and vaudeville stuff. And, and, and Groucho was just sharp as could be. And, and Alice just loved him. And, but, but one of the things Alice has told me, some of the different stories I've heard, is, you know, when they, when they were first starting, so Alice went to school here in Phoenix, graduated high school at Cortez High School. Um, they were the earwigs and then they were the spiders. And he said they, you know, they went to their first, uh, where they were getting their big shot. And, and it wasn't as successful as they thought. They had been doing a lot of local stuff and, and really had a great following here in Phoenix. But uh, Frank Zappa signed them. Oh. And so they were going to go. I love Frank Zappa <laughs> and Dweezil Zappa. I've yeah. actually met Dweezil. Yeah, Dweezil's been involved with our organization. Uh, so Alice said, we need to do something that's different, something that's going to catch the attention of the people. And at the time, when you think of the early 70s, it was how do we – piss off the parents because if you piss off the parents <laughs> right. you will have all the teens want to come so he he was thinking and he and he thought well what if i had a girl's name and i wore makeup as a guy you know coming off of vietnam and all that that just wasn't heard of so he he this alice cooper was some actress at the time and he he takes her name he puts on eye makeup and does this and all of a sudden, you know, the first couple concerts, nothing. All of a sudden, they start doing this, and the place is packing out. And he's like, hey, I think we've got something here. <laughs> it's so smart. Yeah. Great. But my first experience with Alice Cooper, I was about 13 years old. A friend of mine called me up and said, do you want to come over and hear the latest Alice Cooper album? And I said, of course, who's she? Exactly. <laughs> because I grew up listening to 50s music and country music. Right. So I was curious as to what a guy named Alice looked like <laughs> and what a guy named Alice sounded like. I got the album because I loved it. I brought it home, put it on the turntable. Remember those? Oh, yes. And uh, my mother comes storming into my room. <laughs> what is this crap? I'm cleaning it up. I said, it's Alice Cooper, Mom. Ain't it great? 
You are not playing that crap in my house. Well, then the rebellion began. Oh, of course. Now, as far as Alice Cooper, the man goes, I've met him (laughs) twice. Once while I was doing radio up in the Northeast. I was uh, working a radio station in Boston, and it was at a place called Spooky World. And got to meet him, hang with him for a couple of hours. It was the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Second time was down here at his restaurant. I was here with my family, and he was there, and it was his son's birthday. Yes. And uh, we had no idea. We just got there, and he was there. And, of course, people were milling all around him, and I'm telling my family, you know, just kick back, you know, don't be one of those, me, 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 you know. So we waited and waited, and then finally we got our pictures. We got to talk to him for a couple of minutes, and, again, the quintessential nice guy. That's the way I describe Alice Cooper both times I've met him. That's Craig, our producer, guys. Well, I don't know if he remembers me, but I, I, I've been married for, I was married for a long time. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> way too long. It makes me sound old. 25, over 25 years, and I'm now um, not married. But uh, before the marriage, I had a boyfriend that actually is in music production, and he's very good friends with Alice Cooper, uh, Sean Cooney. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and so we actually golfed with him, and we hung out. Many times with Alice Cooper, but it's been so long. I was a little girl back then. So I don't You're know if still a me. little girl, Kinga. Well, and, and as much as he's an Arizona icon, he's giving back to the community. I love which that. Is what we are about. Yes, exactly. And I and I want to. Uh, I don't know if Michael Kane is listening right now. We're supposed to be calling him anytime soon. But uh, that Earth Day Texas, I'm hoping at some point we can get Alice Cooper to go and perform there because that whole event is about saving the planet and saving children and the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm going to be the liaison. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to come back because we have so many more questions to talk with you about. This is so, so fun and this not so just exciting. the fun and entertaining part, but the fact that you guys are so passionate. And I think with you doing what it is you're doing, it keeps you young. So whether he wanted us to know his age or not, Nobody would think it because of everything he's doing. I mean, I see young people that can't keep up with their schedule. So for him to be doing that, and I know your schedule is crazy. You're just being a little humble right now, but it's pretty awesome. Well, so- and we can go volunteer there. I, I, I was saying to Jeff, he said that they take volunteers. You know, I paint, I play the piano. I would love to help uh, when I'm not doing working on the show. I'd love to be there and we'll be sign part you of up. <laughs> and you don't need to pay me. I'll just volunteer. She'll, it, she'll paint it. the building. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've been talking. We've got a lot more to come, guys. We are going to be talking to Thermal Blues Express, and Woo. they're going to lead us to some music here. But before that, we want to just make sure you guys know here in the next five minutes, we're going to be talking to Mr. Michael Kane. So Thermal Blues Express, they're going to be performing live. You guys are known as Shake Your Booty Blues. Come on over here because we want to know right, what come that on. means. Come on, Thomas. <laughs> Give us a short so, little prelude. We'll listen to some look music. Look how cool he looks. And then we'll come back to you guys. All right. Are we going to be performing right now? Do you want me to perform right now? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but yes, we do. So tell us oh, what you're... Let's ask some questions. Well, first of all, I want to ask you, Thomas. Sure. We talked about how uh, your band is very sustainable and you're all right. trying to do... Uh, what you can to spread the message of of saving the planet and being sustainable recycling. Can you tell us what you do? Yeah. Well, uh, my whole life I've been recycling. So I've lived in Phoenix for almost my whole adult life. And talk into the mic since third grade better. And uh, I've been collecting newspapers and cans since I was, since I was a small child. So I've been doing it my whole life, and then, you know, in Phoenix, we do have a great recycle program here with our trash cans. We get to recycle 
Um, not a lot of I dr- travel around the country, and not all cities do that, so that's a good thing for us. But one thing I really like to always check, uh, touch on here in Phoenix is the water. You know, we live in the desert. Mm-hmm. Get le- we got less than seven inches of rain last year, and uh, I just feel like I know that people don't like laws, but I think that everybody should do their part by having one of their lawns desert instead of a lawn. What using a great rocks. idea. I've not heard anybody say that yet. And, Thank you. And, and by doing that, it really takes a, a – you know, when you water here in Phoenix, if you water during the day, you're, it's all evaporation. You have to water during the middle of the night. And there's nothing wrong with a little patch of grass, but you really should focus on having – uh, rocks. Well, not to mention weed whacking so is loud. I mean, yes. I, I can't handle it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the important issue here. So, but I absolutely agree with you, too, with Green Desert. That's actually our motto. If you can't eat it, why water it? And we talked about that on mm-hmm. one of our previous shows. I was telling you guys I was out mm-hmm. of town and all of their lawns, because they have water, yeah, it's grass, but how many people in Florida and Seattle have desert mm-hmm. landscapes? They don't. They go with what their environment ask for so in phoenix it seems we would do the same yeah the lawns are pretty but why not go desert or if you're going to water it make sure it's something you can eat or that's medicinal or right would you agree exactly well, well thomas interesting nobody... oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. sorry no it's interesting because we we it's uh, this show is a part part it's got become a part of music too mm-hmm. and music is healing we want to heal the world we have people on and from every part of you know music every genre and, yes they're able to share their, you know, their sustainability and greening efforts. It's cool. I mean, everybody's doing it, and it's just a change of habit. And every time you're in front of your audience, a big audience, if you can just tell the world and your audience, please be do your part. Do your part for Mother Earth. That would right. be really nice. You live in a desert, take care of the water. Thank you. So tell us what you are going to be singing. Uh, we're going to do a couple of songs. We have a new album coming out here. It's going to be coming out in May. Uh, we got 14 new original songs on it. 14 uh, original songs. Yeah, wow. 65 minutes of music. Uh, back here, I have Scott on guitar. Hi, Scott. Scott, hey, Scott, Scott. the Iceman O'Brien. <laughs> and then I got Paul Seymour. Hi, Paul. Lord of the Ivory Keys on <laughs> keys. Now, is this something we can dance to, whatever you're going to play? Uh, yeah, well, because Queen and I like to dance. Well, especially if y'all talking about booty shaking. I mean, how can you not dance to that? And we like Queen's booty. Hey, hey, hey! hey. Well, we well. left we left the drummer and the bass player at home, so that's what you. That's right. really what you shake. To. Well, give us a little taste, guys. Well, they'll be playing for the next two minutes or so. All right, here we go. Uh oh, they're doing some secret stuff. If you're not watching, you don't know what they're doing. And while while they're taking that break, I'll let everyone know our 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 productions uh, oh. filming is my son Chet. Harmonica. Ready? Here we go. A one, a two, a one, two, three.
Yes, I'm driving down the road, the road they call life. How's that go, Scotty? Listening to In the Green Room. Now that's how I say let's start the party. We're going to talk with you guys some more. Okay. And we're going to listen to some more music. How do we get your CDs? Yes. Uh, You can get our CDs on our website. Uh, There's a link there to, uh, we also have all of our songs on iTunes and Spotify and all those other good places you can have it electronically. All right. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Thomas, for bringing the party to In the Green Room. Express In the Green Room. (laughs) Thank you so much. Sure. So now we have a special, special caller. Kinga, you're calling him up right now, Mr. Michael Kane. I'm trying to call him, and <laughs> we're, and we're having some technical difficulties. All right. Well, in the meantime, Mr. Jeff Moore, oh, come on is. and sit here back he down. Here he is. Are you there? Michael? Bear with us, guys. Michael's being shy. Michael? We're not hearing Michael. Can you hear us? Michael? Just so you guys know, it's executive producer, or I'm sorry, executive director. I just hang him up. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Michael Kane, oh, guys, he is the executive director that. of Earth Day Texas. Keep talking about him as okay. we get him on the phone. He's also Keep the talking. president and the founder of Earth Day International Film and Media, which produces year-round programming. One of his slogans, making movies with a mission. So we are excited to get Michael on the phone here because maybe we'll make movies with him. What do you think? Pipe in, guys. Tell us what kind of movies you want us to make. And leave out the booty shaking. (laughs) We're calling Michael. There he is. Hello, Michael. How are you? You're you're now finally connected with In the Green Room. We had some technical difficulties. How are you tonight? I'm good. I was having some on my own, so uh, thank you for calling back. It's because we're that generation that's not so young and all about technology, right? I know exactly. If you could see what we have here, we have a speaker box with the 
microphone. We are going old school. Perfect. So, Michael, you, you've met me, but you, you've quit. Michael? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so so Quita's in the house. And, hey, hey. And, and Brian. Say hi to Brian and Quita. And Mr. Jeff Moore. <laughs> hi, Quita. Hi, Brian. How are you? Nice to meet you. And Craig, our producer. Very nice to meet you. And we also have Jeff Moore uh, with Alice Cooper's uh, Teen Rock Foundation, uh, which I'm trying oh, to... Oh, really re- cool. Yeah, say hi to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Good uh, work. I'm well, Michael. How are you? <laughs> well, I get a lot of silence on your end. Is there, y'all hear me okay? Yes. Well, Michael, we're ready to hear about you. Please tell us what you're doing with Earth Day Texas and your film and your Dallas Film Fest. Uh, we're ready to hear about you. <laughs> so just you just want me to run. I'll just start. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, what is Earth Day Texas? We've been talking about it. We're excited about it. No, let's, let's, let's hear about Michael. Yeah, uh, first uh, we want to hear about Michael. That's right. Brian. He's got quite a resume. And oh wow, amazing! Most recently, I mean, I understand that you are, uh, you know, heading up Earth Day, which is really, I think, it's been going since 2014 or maybe earlier. But the uh, the attendance has become incredible. But you're a you you've got a a big team, M3 Film, I believe, is the name of your company, and you're a director, and and you do everything from. Uh, documentaries to music production to movies. I think your latest movie was uh, with Adam Kushner. I'm yeah. sorry, Ashton, Ashton Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, were you the executive director? But um, what's really neat about what you're doing now is you're actually being a conduit to Earth Day Dallas, Dallas Earth Day, and um, really spreading the message. And that is the largest attended uh, event, expo for sustainability in the world. In the world. Yep, it's uh, it's impressive. It was actually it was founded by Trammell Crow in 2011. Um, Who I adore. He's so sweet. He I just love Trammell. Doing some really great environmental work and felt a need, and so uh, started Earth Day Dallas in 2011, and it has grown exponentially since then. This last year, we actually had uh, 130,000 people attend it was an increase of 100,000 from the year before. Uh, we also had 790, um, exhibitors, partners, everything from education to the corporations to government entities and a thousand, well, actually almost 1600 exhibit spaces. So it's, uh, the largest event of its kind. I'd say actually in the world, but uh, by far you could say the country pretty easily, but there is no one else who sees this sort of need to get corporations and nonprofits and education in the same space to figure out solutions. It's it's really inspiring to see what Trammell has created in really a short amount of time. If you think it's six years to be as large, uh, it's amazing. And I don't actually run Earth Day Texas. Ryan Brown is the president. I am uh, the president of EarthX Film, which is the brand new film festival component that will be launching in April of this year. T- tell uh, us Ryan about- Brown is a great guy. Uh, do you work with him directly? Very much so. He's uh, he's my other brother. So I-, I-, I love Ryan. He's I'm, a great guy. Uh, pleased to uh, go into battle with him, and uh, he's doing a great job since he's taken over. It was only recently that David. Uh, he took over as president, and, you know, we've added like 18 new initiatives 
Duarte, Texas this next year. It just continues to grow. Well, I was so inspired with uh, Earth Day, Texas and Trammell. Uh, and Ryan and Ray Gwynn, all of the crew, and and that's what got me so uh, into sustainability and, and saving the planet and this show. So I, I'm so thankful to all of you and, and, and you, yeah. what you do. I'm so impressed. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, my pleasure. We're, I mean, I feel really lucky, the fact that, you know, I was a filmmaker forever, and you were talking about M3 Films, which is making movies with the mission. Uh, and somewhere or another, I've been in the film industry really since 1988 and in various stages as someone who made movies and someone who uh, distributed films and provided funding for movies. And, you know, I was always like all filmmakers, we're always looking for a way to change the world. And having started the Dallas International Film Festival and the Dallas Film Society and the Deep Ellum Film Festival and Santa Monica Film Festival, you know, to have this all dovetail into the fact that I can start an environmental impact festival in Dallas, Texas, as part of Earth Day, Texas, is pretty much a dream come true. Well, tell us, when is your film festival so we can come there and visit? Yeah, and- it'll run parallel to uh, Earth Day, Texas. So it'll be April 19th to the 23rd. Uh, we'll be looking in the order of probably around 30 films that we'll be showing. There'll be speakers, there'll be panels, uh, film premieres, there'll be an eco VR, virtual reality spotlight, and music and art and youth filmmaking workshops and a competition and even a what we call the um, Green Star Gala that'll top the event off. So who would you say Earth Day Texas and even the film festival is for? Is it just people who are into the environment or would you say this is for everybody? Good question, Quita. Thanks, Kinga. It is, although that was way far away from the microphone. But uh, was the question, is it for everyone? Yes. Her, her question yes. is, is is your film fest for everybody, or is it only for people that are into sustainability? Oh, no, it's for everyone. It really is for, <clears throat> it's for people who are a little bit green, people who are a lot green, uh, and people who are just green curious. You know, those who are, who might, in fact, want to just come out there because there's going to be incredible food, that there's going to be, you know, untapped, uh, like a, a beer and wine festival, and there's going to be organic food. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those who want to learn the latest and what's going on with renewable energy and solar power and wind energy, or those who just want to come because they, they want their kids to learn to climb a tree, or mm-hmm. they'd... Uh, They'd like to see their children learn to make something like a a birdhouse. Or ideally, hopefully going to come see a movie. Michael, I feel... That's the whole reason we've started this. Michael, I feel like that's so important to say that it's for all those walks of green. Little, big, people that are all into it and people that are kind of into it. Because that's what our show's about. Because otherwise you, you lose a lot of people and you have to make it fun. I like what I just heard because we can gather up all our friends and family and try to get to your film fest. Oh, please. Yeah. And we're not looking to just preach to the choir, although we're very thrilled that the choir is going to be there (laughs) and we've had a great track record. And I think probably because of the incredible speakers that we brought in, you know, we had 234 speakers come in last year over three days. Um, This year, I think we're looking at having over 300 it's um, 
people come in who are just sort of curious. They really feel like for their children's sake, for the sake of our future, that knowledge is the best tool. And in an ideal world, we provide them with avenues for impact. So, and it's fun. People, you know, it's a beautiful place. The largest art deco complex in America. It's you know, a fascinating place to be. Well, and um, just uh, I'm actually president of an organization here in Arizona called the Arizona Green Chamber, which uh, is a chamber that promotes uh, sustainability, job growth, business growth, uh, everything that that we're a resource and educational hub. uh, But we are a conduit for promoting uh, everything in sustainability and a good message. And one of one of the things that would be great is to have all chambers all over the country tap into this event and actually uh, it's not even a movement anymore michael um if you're getting over a hundred thousand people uh this is just taken over and so i'm excited to attend in the green room we'll be there yeah we will be there michael watch out fantastic good we'll look forward to it we'll, we'll hook you up with some great speakers Woo-hoo. and then michael you know you said you've been in this industry for a very long time how would you say this whole green movement has affected your industry? Yeah, the film industry, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. The film industry tries to create standards. They're at least aware of it. It's, a, it's kind of a wasteful industry in many ways so that it, it has to look upon itself and say, we shouldn't be buying plastic straws. We shouldn't be buying plastic disposable um, where, you know, silverware, they, they really are trying to make some options there. They're trying to get more fuel efficient, um, battery and generators, which we use quite a bit in the lighting system. So they're, they're getting better at it. I think it's all, it's, we can do much better, but I, I definitely see improvement going on. Well, our show here believes in all those little steps and all, everything little counts. And spreading that word to everybody that every little movement, every little small little thing you can do makes a difference. And yeah, because Michael, even though you're doing something so huge, you know, you said you do the little things too, whether it's using essential oils at home and plastic containers. Tell us about that personal level, something we can relate to, something we can all do at home as well. Yes, Michael, let us know. Plastic. We we can talk about plastic all day long, but making a decision to reduce the amount of plastic that enters your life, uh, you know, going to the store and bringing a reusable bag, really simple thing, right? Or not going in and buying a bottle of plastic water. And I know the water companies will not like this, but just think about it. Just think about the options because at the end of the day, everything, particularly every piece of plastic ever created pretty much still exists in some form or another. And so that's an easy place to start. Um, you know, recycle more than you throw away. Um, start an environmental film festival. Everybody should start an environmental film festival. You guys should. Um, but, you know, help get the word out. Make it. Well, can so you come here and help us? Michael. down about what they do, but, you know, be better. Michael, will you come here and show us what to do and help us out here? Sure, uh, you're in Arizona, right? Right, yeah, it's you, beautiful here. I, I've got a big house. You can, we've got a guest house for your your, your wife you and go. kids. And and Mr. Jeff Moore is smiling. Two children, they'll love it. What's well, the, what, 
Which part of Arizona? Scottsdale. Actually, Paradise Valley. It's a little uh, beautiful uh, little town within Scottsdale. It's beautiful. You'll, you'll love it. Come stay with me. We're going to put Tika's address online. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um, recycling. You mentioned recycling. And one of our large sponsors is Goodwill of Central Arizona. And they, um, you know, it's interesting. We're collaborating and, 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 and doing even further than just your standard recycling and donations. Um, they actually... Uh, they they actually will uh, recycle a mattress. They have a machine that pulls the mattress together and recycles every piece of it. And we're collaborating on legislation to actually recycle televisions. Um, right now, it's it's against the law to recycle uh, one of those old school televisions, and everybody's certainly uh, uh, upgrading. So um, it's exciting to work with companies like that that are starting to. Uh, you know, it's just making a step and a commitment to uh, recycling. Oh, and, and Kinga actually bought a scarf from Goodwill. And it's green. It is green. <laughs> My green there scarf. You go. It's from the Goodwill. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. I, I don't know if you're going to look at our YouTube cast, but uh, I'm wearing it. You can see it. Goodwill <laughs> is the best. But you know what? Jeff Moore is sitting here. Uh, with Alice Cooper's Teen Center, and I want you to put him on the spot because Alice Cooper would be Jeff Moore and Alice Cooper need to come to your Earth Day, Texas. And he's right there on the mic asking. I wish you guys could see the smirk on his face. <laughs> I, I, I want to be responsible for Alice Cooper to tell the world about Earth Day, Texas and, and about sustainability and, and saving our planet because he's a big hero. And so's Jeff. Jeff? Well, Michael, you send us an invitation and I'll see if I can't get Alice to come out with me over there. Yes. All right. He said it live. We have a lot of friends in Texas, so we like Texas. <laughs> I'm going to do it then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you up on that. I'm being serious. Yeah. So am I. We... So, trust me. The, uh, I feel like actually, has he been in Dallas in the last year or so? I thought he, he, he passed through and had a really great experience. Well, he tour- he still tours 100 cities a year, so he's all over the place. I-, I don't remember the last time he was in Dallas. It seems like it was two years ago when, when he last went through Dallas. But, uh, you know, he's-, he's all over, and it just depends on his tour schedule. Well, you know what, Michael? Uh, since you're in charge of the film and media and all that fun, uh, wouldn't it be great if-, if Alice Cooper could get that vampire band? Is it Hollywood Vampire? Hollywood vampires to, to perform with Johnny Depp. That'd be huge. Johnny Depp has such a following. And so does Alice Cooper. Oh, what do you think, Michael? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, what... see, I, I love it. You're going to set up my whole show, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We're helping save the planet. One, One show, show at, at a time. time. <laughs> One show at a time. That's right. And Michael, you're going to be part of our show. You're, you're a regular now. So, you know, <laughs> Did you know that? Anytime you need monotone, I'm your guy. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Well, Michael, we want to thank you again. Um, You know, it's interesting. We this show happens once a week, and um, the the guests we have. I I don't know how many people I told about you coming on and and what's happening in Dallas, and then of course Jeff and with Alice Cooper and how it all kind of jives together, and then live music. Uh, which we should hear some more of. That's what's getting ready to happen. All Look right. at you. Perfect segue. Michael, did you listen to our Thermal Blues Express band that's in, in the house? I mean, they are phenomenal. Have you heard them? Yeah, but I need, I need to right now. I'm going to have to tune in. Okay, listen to the song, and then we'll come back to you, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to leave the mic on. Listen, okay? All right. And we're so- not saying goodbye. We're not saying goodbye. We're saying hello in a minute.
<laughs> and as, as they are preparing to play, guys, remember, you can watch us live on Facebook right now. It's in the green room dot green. That's our website for you to listen. And that's our handle on Facebook. So tune in because King is getting up and she's ready to do a little bit of dance. So I dance, Michael. And also, Michael, you have to know that my son, Chet Johns, is here in studio filming. And he's also started his own music productions so uh, maybe 20 I, years old. Yeah, Impressive. 20. He sees and he has inventions and all kinds of things going on. So I'm gonna have to bring him out to Earth Day, Texas and your film fest for you to meet him. Very cool. Yeah, please do. We'd love it. He, he's a better looking guy than Tom Cruise. And he's about six, four. You could put him in your movies. <laughs> Kinga. <laughs> Tom Cruise 6'4"? Am I confused? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do a little booty shaking. Woo! Here we go. over there and I just I almost took my shoes off um, Brian I think your shoes were off if I looked correctly Thomas <laughs> yes can we get you guys to Earth Day Texas too sure send an invite you're our sustainable band that's right I, I, I love how they're all saying send an invite that's their way of kind of committing but not really committing so your well, invite is right now is it true that you guys are trying to save water and only take showers once a week uh, no <laughs> 
<laughs> really quick though, can you tell us what is behind this whole? Why are you guys known as the booty shaking? Well, because we play, we try, <laughs> we try to get people out on the dance floor and have a good time. You know, the, when you're playing in local bars on a regular basis, it's about how many girls and guys you can get out there jamming. Well, your voice is like incredible. I mean, I, I, I try to sing. If I tried to sing like that, I'd start like coughing hysterically. <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? That's incredible. Uh, so I started singing this way about 25 years ago, and uh, I've had singing lessons. And it's very it's unique. Just, Love that. And, have, and we our, have our own sound. And our Facebookers are totally just going on and on about how great you are. They say, that sounds awesome. Go keyboard. Play that harp. I'm shaking alone. People are loving you guys. Thanks. So well, we're glad to have you here. Can we have you guys come on often? Sure. I mean, I, I really feel touched about this. And the fact that you're doing your part to save our world and our planet and recycling and saving water and, and spreading that word with your fans, I, I really, we're fans of you. Thank you. That's great. Guys, Thanks. thank you. So before we head on out, we want to talk a little bit more with Mr. Jeff Moore because we want to know how people actually get involved. The teens are our Yay. future. I think we all agree on that. We got to get their heads right. Oh, they have. <laughs> it starts from the kids. Yeah. It starts from the kids. Right. And Jeff? we can only teach them so much. Right, Brian? Absolutely. We're going to come. Can we do a show maybe from your center? We'll, we'll, we'll leave uh, Brian here and Quita and I'll come. <laughs> they always want to leave me behind. I... No, Brian, that's Kinga. I don't want to leave you. Hell? You guys want to go to Hawaii <laughs> without me? Well, Brian, I don't know. That one I kind of was involved. All right, I'll mm-hmm. stay here and you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kinga does anyways. But Jeff, really tell us, how can people get involved in your cause with these teens? Well, we can always use volunteers. We need people that are musical, that are artsy, that... Um, you know, just care about kids. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest problem that the kids have, uh, so many kids these days come from single-parent families. They're so used to disappointment. They're used to mom or dad saying, I'll be there on Saturday and not showing up. Uh, and so they, they just get used to not trusting people. So the important thing is if someone's going to come and volunteer, and we would love people to volunteer, that they come and they're consistent because that's what the kids are missing in their lives is consistency. Mm-hmm. They need that person that's going to be consistent in their lives. Uh, you will notice when new kids come to the center, the first four to five weeks, they're just sort of wallflowers. They sit around, they watch, they observe. By about the fifth or sixth week, all of a sudden they just open up. It's like a flower opening. They blossom. Just, they just open up. They blossom. They um, start to express themselves. They start to be interactive because they, they look and they go, you said you were going to be here every day. You showed up, you opened up the same people were there. And uh, we get a lot of people that will come and they say, do you know who I am? Do you know how special I am? I have a lot to teach these kids. Just gather them together and, Mm. and I'll show you how brilliant I am. Well, the kids don't want to hear who you are until they know who you are. And so they need to know that you care about them, that you're going to show up. So uh, we'd love to have volunteers. I'll come and volunteer. I'm serious. (laughs) Well, we'd love to have you. Uh, And Jeff, do you, because you're around kids a lot, or these teens, what advice can you give to parents? Because as parents, we feel like we're doing everything right. There's no handbook to tell us the right ways, but you're around these kids and you can see where we're kind of missing, you know, what we're doing wrong. I don't want to say we're doing anything wrong, but... You have advice to make us do things better. Yeah. Well, I have five kids. Ooh. 
So two what adopted kids. I've got 20, two 28, 28, Isn't that amazing? 26, 23, and 21. Oh, God. Um, so, and, and then my, <laughs> my adopted daughter just adopted a young I was going to say from the crisis six, nursery. And yes, and then, and then she's pregnant. So, I, I mean, I've, I've been through it. But <laughs> he said the, that real light. Yeah. The, biggest, the biggest thing, I think, is it's not always that parents are doing the wrong thing. It's just that, that parents are struggling right now to just survive. You know, if you're a single mom or you're a single dad and you're working all day, it's very hard to spend time with your child. Uh, we don't open on weekends and we don't open on holidays typically. And for that very reason, because not every kid comes from a bad family. They just come from a struggling family. We're all struggling families. And mm-hmm. so, so if, if we open all the time, the kids would be there. We want them to be with their family, good, bad, or indifferent. We want them to be able to engage and interact with mom or dad or mom and dad. And so we purposely close on weekends so that they can be with their family because if we give them the opportunity to be away, they will be away. So you want to give them the opportunity to be with the family. That is very nice. I, I, you didn't tell us that the last time we saw you, and, and I, I appreciate that because I, they should be with their family on well, holiday. the other thing is, is they open around 3 o'clock during the week so people, ah. so the children can go to school. Yeah, we don't want them to ditch. It's too easy to ditch. I, I know I was there, so uh, we, we try to get them to be there. Uh, you know, the other thing is it's, it's listening uh, to the kids. We, I'll, t- I'll tell a quick story if I have a second. Yes. Please. Um, oh, please, and tell the story about your grandson that's so sweet. Well, I won't tell that one. Okay. Well, maybe but, some other day. Uh, I, one that's of our, a great story. One of our, we had our 20 year, okay, we had our 20 uh, year anniversary and we had uh, a thank you card going around from the teens and they said, you should share this, Jeff, with all the people in attendance. And on the thank you card, um, I read it and it said, thank you for the Solid Rock and all of the people that are here that support it because without you, I wouldn't be alive. Mm. I started to read that thinking, well, maybe that's just a teen being dramatic. This is the story I wanted you to tell. Thank you. Keep telling so us. So I, I read it. I come off stage. There's a young lady at the bottom of the stage. She says, I know who, who wrote that. And I said, I know who wrote it as well, Tess. You signed it. And she said, oh, yeah. So she asked, can I tell my t- story to Alice? I said, absolutely. So I went and got Alice. She basically said, I woke Alice up. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. I, I, she tells Alice, she said, I woke up. I got a yellow pad. I wrote on the yellow pad. Finish homework, go to school, take handful of drugs, take razor blades, say goodbye to friend, go to park at four o'clock. It's usually vacant. Take the handful of drugs, cut my wrists, and that's it. So she's in her second wow. period class. One of a friend of mine who happens to work at the high school comes in, says, "I need two goals from everyone." He he helps with college placement. She was a junior. She he says, "I need two goals." She says, "No." Uh, he says, I need to go. So she writes down guitar and something else. He says, you like guitar? And she says, well, I don't know how to play it or anything, but I, I'm interested in it. He says, have you heard of Alice Cooper Solid Rock Teen Center? She says, no, what is it? And he says, they teach you how to play guitar for free. I'll take you there after school. She says, no, I don't want to. She's planning on killing herself. He takes her there. She meets my staff. She says, after being there for an hour or so, she, for the first time in her life, she thought, if I kill myself today, there's actually going to be someone that's sad about it and someone that would miss me. So she chose to, to not kill herself that day. She said, I can always kill myself. So she said, let me um, try coming here a few times and see. And she has been here every single day for two years at, at the teen center. Incredible. And that, that, that incredible. reaching out to others and making a difference is what you guys are doing. Jeff Moore, director of uh, Alice Cooper's, 
Solid rock. Solid rock. Thank you. I was going to say hard rock. <laughs> Solid rock. And Alice Cooper, thank you so much because that's, that's what our show's about and that's what you guys are about. Thank you. That's an amazing thank you. story, guys. No, I, I'm still, I, I have the chills. Yeah. Yeah. We want to thank uh, Goodwill Industries, our awesome guest, Mr. Jeff Moore, Mr. Michael Kane, and Thermal Blues Express. We are so grateful that you guys are on our show. And Chet Johns that's yes. doing the filming, which I, I'd like to get a like. He's making turn a face at and, us. And show yourself. <laughs> he won't do show it. Yourself. He says no. He's in music productions and uh, now in film productions too. Chet Johns. All right, guys. Remember our motto it's saving the planet, planet one, one show, show at, at a time. time. Good night. Good night. And thank you, Craig. Thank you for listening to In the Green Room. Join us here live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. or anytime on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.